What is up, Wholesale to Million family? We're back with another subscriber first. Obviously, we're not going to talk about their first wholesale deal, but we're going to talk about their most recent deal that they just closed for 65 Gs. And you guys won't believe this. It only took them two hours of work. But no, you know what? I'm just going to get straight into it. And uh, um, I'll let them introduce himself. Let them tell you guys a little bit about their stories. Maybe tell the viewer how you guys got into wholesaling and then we can talk about the deal like exactly how you found the seller the buyer all of that okay let's do it yeah uh, do you want to start off yeah so my name's joel i go by joel's got the keys because i sell real estate <laughs> and my name is joe i just go by joe because that's my name um so that's what i go by <laughs> dude oh uh, before this i was telling the man my dude with the two name you guys are gonna have you like, I don't even know which one is Jojo. Like, I, I can't even pronounce it right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something, though. It comes in handy because whenever we talk to our clients, they think they're talking to the same person the whole time. So yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe that is the secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all my employee, right? All my girls should have the same name. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. The same one every time. <laughs> all right. So um, let's jump in a little bit about a little background about you guys and obviously how do you guys come into like obviously this is a partnership right yeah right yep yeah do you want me to go first yeah go for it. um i think his story is more interesting than mine <laughs> anyways um i've been a real estate agent since i got my license december 2016 um in 2019 i had like so in 2018 i only closed three sales 2019 i went to a new company i learned how to sell things and I ended up having like 20 clients that next year. So it was a massive growth for me. Um, at the end of the year, I went to Spain. And when I was leaving my trip from Spain, I had this feeling come over me. I was like, man, I don't know if I want to be a real estate agent anymore. I'm just not really feeling this. Come back. I'm kind of depressed. Um, I meet this person and they introduce me to wholesaling. And so this guy kind of takes me under his wing doing acquisitions that didn't end up working very well because he only taught me just a little bit, but not enough to learn the whole business. So I went off and I created my own company called Sold Home Offer. Um, and now I'm like a full-time wholesaler and I barely even do the real estate agent thing anymore. I like wholesaling a lot better. That's my story. Dude, okay. Now, hold on, hold on. Okay. Let me ask you, dude, let me ask you this. So, cause I get a lot of people say, hey Kong, you know, I want to be an agent, um, you know, I want to be a realtor. Um, so how, so I want you to kind of break it down. So you, you're an agent since 2018, 16. Oh, 16. Yeah. So you, so your first year, how many deals uh, do you do your first year? One. You did one. Yeah. Okay. And how much, did, uh, and how much do you profit? Five grand. <laughs> and then, and then that 5k what, and then now you got to go pay, you got, all kinds of fees, right? Yeah. You got to pay your broker, which I don't, it's just a dumb business model. In my opinion. Um, if you're actually going to be an entrepreneur, it's not being an entrepreneur, you're working for someone else. Um, yeah, you got to pay fees to the national association of realtors, your local board. There's just a lot of fees. Yeah. Okay, man. So uh, just so people understand, man. So all the fees, cause a lot of you guys, you guys got to understand this. There's a lot of fees involved. Right. So when an agent told you, hey, I just sold a $10 million house, it doesn't mean they make $10 million. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, two and a half percent or three percent of that, whatever the amount is, is still a large amount. But then you got to 
there's a bunch of fees involved as well. Yeah. And then for me, honestly, the thing that I dislike about it the most is negotiating my commission with the seller in wholesaling. I can make however much I want to make mm. in the buyer and whatever price I negotiate with the seller, but they're not dictating my pay, nor do I have to pay a broker. So this, like I'm completely in control and I like that way better. Bro, that is a really, really good point. That is a really, really good point. But okay, so quickly, man. So what are some fees that you have to pay off that 5,000 that uh, you made? Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess you got to do marketing too with uh, with wholesaling, but you know, you got to pay your marketing costs. Of course. And you just got to pay the broker. And then there's a bunch of other fees they take out. Like there's a franchise fee. So you might have a split with the broker, but then there's like a 6% franchise fee. There's an ENO, which is errors and emissions. That's so if for some reason something goes sideways in the transaction, the broker gets sued. That basically just covers them. Um, there's like a legal fee. Yeah, there's just a whole bunch of little fees that stack up. You, like, like a lot of you guys don't understand, like when you get into business, you know, I mean, there's, there's going to be a lot of costs. I mean, the nice thing about being an agent is obviously, you know, you get to work on your own time, right? You get to work on your own time. You get to work at your own pace, but also it could be a good thing and a bad thing because some people, you know, being able to work at home, they're not able to self-motivate themselves, right? Um, but anyways, okay. So let's lead into your, Joel, your story, bro. Yeah. So um, I grew up in a very traditional um, Egyptian family household. So a lot of what I grew up with is you're either going to be one of three things, something in the medical field, engineering, or you're going to be a lawyer. So growing up in that, I chose what I liked most at the time, which was medical. I went through uh, undergrad, graduated with my chemistry degree, went to pharmacy school and became a, a pharmacist. Mm. And uh, right out of school, I just, I, I, you know, even in my second year of school, I knew it wasn't going to be for me. And I always knew I wanted something that wasn't going to limit me and gave me the ability to grow in exponential. Mm. And um, me and Joel have been best friends for, I don't, I don't even know how many years now, seven, eight, nine years, something like yeah. that. And um, we had been living together at the time when he first figured out wholesaling and we would talk about it. And he was like, Hey man, I think I want to do this one day where I can like kind of start up the business and this and that. And I was always, uh, I was like, man, as soon as you know, let me know. And you know, we'll hop on it. And uh, he took the first step, you know, he took that initiative and started it, got it going. At the time I was working actually in a, uh, in a medical device company because I wanted to do something that, that I could use my degree for, but not necessarily pharmacy. And I was working there at the time, uh, kind of just making a little bit of money to help cover me for, you know, school debt. Obviously, you're coming out of school, you're in a crap ton of debt. Yep. Hold on. Hold on, dude. Uh, I, I want people to understand this. So how many years of college uh, do you go to? So minimum, you're doing eight years if you stick. Yeah. Okay. And then after, after that eight year, man, how much do you start out with? Like, I, I guess, how much do you start making? Right. So as a pharmacist, I mean, it's uh, what's considered, you know, like a lucrative starting job. So you make somewhere between 115 to 130 starting. Wait, uh, 130 to 150 a year? 115 to 130. Right. So somewhere like topping off around 130 a year starting. 115 to 130 K a year with it. With, so that's after you graduated. After you graduated. And, right. and, and how much does it cost for you to get that, uh, that uh, degree? The pharmacy degree alone is 50K of tuition a year. Um, that's if you're not taking anything out for housing, which obviously I did. So I wait, 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 dude, this blow, this blew my, this, this just blew my <laughs> mind. $50,000 a year? 
Yeah, it's, Dude, uh, how can an average, how can an average household, I mean, you know, like how can regular people that like my mom and dad makes, <laughs> my mom makes 25,000 a year. <laughs> so, you know, so I guess how, how can normal parents put you through college? Obviously now you got, so 50K a year times eight is how much, bro? So 50, 50 times eight would be 400. Luckily, you know, for pharmacy school, it's four years. So that one you're doing 50 times four. So 200, but obviously uh, when you're going through that program, you're not really working. You're studying pretty much full-time, going to school full-time. It's, uh, it's a lot to commit to. You know, you're learning a lot about the medical field. So I came out of school with like 250K worth of debt. And I'm like, man, if I'm going to make 100, 100K, let's say starting, and that caps out at what, whatever, you know, 160 to 200 a year, whatever that is, I'm going to be paying off my school debts forever, you know, because that's yep. all free taxes, you know, yep. and we live in California too on top of that. So all the interest rates are ridiculous, but whatever. So, um, you know, I always knew this wasn't going to be for me. I want to use something where I can use my people skills, be able to talk to people and kind of branch out my own business and be able to make yep. it a real thing. So when Joel took that initiative, took that first step and, um, you know, started the company, um, I was working at that medical device company and I was there for maybe, I think three months, four months. And the only reason I was even working was because I was getting married at the time and I needed to make some level of income to, you know, stabilize our family from the, from the beginning, just so we'd be able to live, be okay, make something. But about three months in, I was like, you know what, screw this. Um, I, you're either going to dive in or you're going to keep your foot out of the water. You know what I mean? So I jumped in with Joel, um, and we got the whole thing going and now we're here. Boom. Well, first of all, man, I want to say, dude, congrats. But what, a, like, bo both of you guys' stories, man, great, great, great stories. And I'm glad that you guys are here now. But, uh, man, I mean, this this whole thing, man, still just, just blew me away with the whole college because people people just don't understand. Like, listen, I don't, like, people think, like, I'm against college. I'm not against college. If you want to go to college because you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, you want to be somebody with a degree, you do you because, you know, we need doctor, we need lawyers, we need engineer for the world to go around. I understand that. But there are people that specifically think that I want to make a lot of money, but the only way I can do that is I got to go to college. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. I'm, I'm here to tell you it's not the only way. You've been brainwashed to think that's the only way because the government wants your money. <laughs> You're right. The government wants your money, man. Right. Listen. And people will, people be like, people call, people call people that sell courses and stuff. Now, listen, I'm not trying to pitch you guys any sell here, but people go, let's just say they pay for self-education, a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand in self-education, right? Where you are unlimited. Like you can make as much as you want, as little as you want. Okay. Like to go to a mastermind, to go to a seminars, to pay for a mentors or to get uh, coaching or courses. And they complain, well, you're a scam. You charge me for that. You're, you're a scam. Dude, the only person that scams is you because you probably want to get rich quick. You're thinking, if I get this course, if I hire this mentor, if I go to the seminars, I don't have to do anything. Dude, that's why. And you think like, oh, I'm going to make a million in six months. I'm going to be a millionaire in a year. Because you think like that, dude, you're the one who's scamming yourself. Because what I don't care, whatever coaching pro you're in, dude, you still have to do the push-up. You still have to put in a lot of work. But listen, man, some people willing to go to college, pay 50000 a year, just for example, 50000 a year, 
just so you can come out, just so you can make 130,000 a year. And you're saying, so if I pay 20,000, 10,000, and I can make unlimited, but that's a, but that's a scam. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> like the thing, like, like, so when I, when I drop out of high school, man, when I drop out of high school, you know, I knew I wasn't going to call. I knew I wasn't one. I wasn't good in school. I knew I didn't want to go to college. I hated school. I got, I, I just hated school entirely. And obviously just, just like you guys, Asian parents, you know, they want me to be somebody, Dr. Lord's engineer. Like they want me to sit in an office space, do easy work and make a boatload of money because, you know, they, because our parents, they gone through the whole, you know, working at a factory. So they don't want to see their kids. You know, my mom's like, Hey, I brought you all the way from Vietnam over here, not to see you go and just slave out and, and just be nor average person. Right. Uh, and dude, I got two good friends that, that, that really good in school. They went to college and guess what happened, man? They went and took on college debt. I started from zero. You guys got to understand when you start from ground zero, if I make $10, I get to say, let's just say if I make $10, I get to save, let's just save half of that. I can save $5. But for you, you're starting at negative. You make $10, that $10, you have to pay all that $10 just to get out of that debt. But yeah. I did, I started without any debt. Right. You, you like, you know what I mean? So when I went and got a, 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 a job for $8 and 50 cents an hour, I'm making $8 and 50 cents an hour. Right. You know, I get a profit $4, but you don't. Cause what, cause, cause when you come out that 130,000 that you make, even, even if you don't have to pay any taxes, that 130, you have to take it and you got to pay off that 250,000 debt. So most people don't, don't understand, like you're not starting from ground zero, you're starting at negative. And then it takes a long time for you to get out of that and to actually start profiting. But anyways, man, that's the, the, that can be a whole nother thing. Okay, now let's talk about your guys' first whole, or not your first one, but this one that you guys make 65 Gs on, man. Break the whole entire process down for us. Yeah, so um, I found the deal. Uh, what happened was I was out at the gym and my parents called me and they said, hey, we just found this house. You should come and check it out. So I went, left the gym, got an acai bowl. That's what I like to eat. And I drove up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I think that they should pay you for that, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. you, you should be able to go there and eat for free for a whole entire year. Yeah, I, I need my nectar sponsorship. Nectar. Yeah. Uh, so I, I went to uh, the house and when I got there, I found out it was bank owned. Um, we had just got the deal machine app. So uh, I, I honestly, I'm not going to act like I know everything. I don't know much about bank owned homes. I just didn't think I could wholesale it. Maybe I can, I don't know. Um, so anyways, I ended up leaving the house um, and I decided to drive for dollars in that neighborhood. Um, and then I just found this house and it looked pretty trashy. So I added it on deal machine. Um, and then I plugged it into my dialer, skip trace it, of course, plugged it into my dialer and called up the lady. I had her call her eight times until I finally got a hold of her. Joe, yeah, I gotta do, <laughs> dude, I gotta do, I gotta do a plug in, bro. <laughs> so for those of you, listen, if you, if, if one of your source is driving for dollars, I highly suggest that you should check out deal machine. I'll leave the link for them right below. 
if you use my affiliate link, you get a seven days free. Uh, I think you get a 14 days free trial with them. And also you get a $40 credit. Okay. So you get free cash, free trial to use the deal machine. And I know that some of the biggest player in the game use deal machines or they have the employee go drive for dollars, but it just makes it so much easier. And you'll be able to plug in the address, pull up the proper information, how much they bought it for, right? How much they owe on the property and all of that. So go check them out. But anyways, go ahead, Joe. <laughs> yeah. So um, I forgot where I was. Uh, so we called eight times. And yeah, I called her eight times. So you got to call people several times. Um, and then I finally got a hold of her. She told me that um, she wanted to sell in a few months. Um, she wasn't quite ready. And so this is where like, I encourage people, you really got to like sharpen mm. sales skills because the average person would be like, oh, okay, I'll call you back in four months. Um, no, I said, well, hey, why don't, it sounds like you want to sell. So why don't we meet? Why don't I come by, make you an offer? You don't have to accept it, but at least I know the condition. I can make you an offer, see what we can put together. And then we can work with you. Wow. I said- and then we have this line that I learned from the brokerage that I worked with. Uh, we would always say that's exactly why people like you like working with us because we actually work around your time frame. So if you need 120 days, we can actually do 120 day escrow so that we can give you the money you want and close. And she's like, oh man, that would be great. So I, I went over to the house. Um, I was there probably for like an hour. This house was bad. There was like cobwebs everywhere, rat feces in one of the rooms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> smell like money. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, by the end of the appointment, I, I had the offer in my hand and she's like, so um, are you going to have me sign that thing? And I was like, yeah. She's like, okay. And then she just signed it. And I didn't even have to close her. She closed herself. What? <laughs> oh, dude. I mean, that house smells like 65 G's to me. <laughs> so, so, okay. So you went through the house with her and did everything. And you just, you brought the contract and, and you wrote on there, how much you're going to going to offer her or, or what? So on the phone, I offered her, I said, we could offer you anywhere between about 220 to 240. Um, but when I got there, I had started doing some research and I was like, okay, we probably need to be closer to 220. When I got there, um, I was like, oh God, no, this needs to be 200. I didn't, I didn't even think that it would sell for that much. So I offered her 200. She's like, you know, that's kind of what I thought you were going to offer me. Um, that, that number works for me. That's fine. I feel that that's what my house is worth. I said, okay, cool. Um, when we actually sent the house out for dispo, one of my friends, that's a flipper. I saw that they had just made like a 30 or 40 grand profit in the same neighborhood. So I was like, well, maybe I could kind of get like same, same numbers. Uh, maybe I'll make like 30 K. Um, anyways, sent it out within like 10 minutes. We had several offers. Can I interject for one minute? Yeah. So at this point, he wanted to put it out for two. So we got it at 200, right? He wanted to put it out for 230. I told him, don't do that. I was like, put it out for 245. If someone, like I'm telling you, it's going to sell. If someone wants it for a little bit less, they'll give you an OBO. You know what I mean? Whatever. Yep. So Smart. he's like, I don't know. That seems like a lot. I was like, trust me. Do it. <laughs> so he sent it out at the 245. Continue then. Yeah, send it out at 245. Um, get no, wait, wait, wait. Okay. So let me ask a quick question. So how much was uh, the rehab? Uh, rehab's going to be uh, anywhere between 60 to 80 grand. 60 to 80K. And what's the ARV on it? Um, when I ran the comps originally, it was like 370. But um, the neighborhood's like appreciated a lot. So I think that it's probably worth about 420. Okay, so the ARV is, so the ARV is 420. Yeah, it's about. Okay, so Joe, can you, can you walk through? Because people always ask me this. So Kong, 
how do I know what to offer? So how do you know to offer 200,000? Um, I use this formula. I got it from Brent Daniels. He just says times the ARV times 0.66. Um, and for me, that's for us, that's worked very well. Mm -hmm. We've done like the minus rehab and minus, you know, uh, that formula too. And what we found at least here in Southern California is you're offering people way too little. Um, and it doesn't really work. So we found that the 0.66 works pretty well for us. Hmm. Okay. I've, I've, uh, that's the first time I heard of it. So just ARV times 0.66. We kind of have a bit of a margin too, where we kind of go up. So people say that you can go up to, you know, that 80%, right? Yep. We, we personally cannot go up that high because we've seen when we go up that high, people start getting skittish, right? So where we stay is kind of between that 0.66 to the point like seven, six max, but typically we don't even get that high. We can close them at a lower, um, you know, uh, AR. So you guys, so you guys are actually staying between, so people understand. So 66% to 76% yeah. of ARV. The, the other thing that we do too is on prop stream, we'll pull like cash buyers in the area and see what cash buyers are paying. Yeah. And then we know that like, say a cash buyer is paying 200 and say, we, we like to make at least 25 K then we will offer them a 175 mm. and sign it for 200. I got you. And, and the things you guys, for those of you who's listening, um, so a lot of you don't know that prop streams, you know, and I don't talk about this a lot, but you can pull cash buyer on prop streams and these cash buyer and prop stream that you pull, they're like, they are legit cash buyer because it'll show you that, Hey, these, this is cash transaction. They close with cash. So if you don't know, you need to go and you need to check them out. And if you don't have prop streams, I highly suggest that you should go check them out. Um, I'll, my affiliate link is just right in the descriptions. You can sign up, get a seven days free trial with them. That's where I pull motivated seller leads, right? With, with all the stress property, that's where I, where I pull my list. That's where we also get our cash buyer uh, list pull as well. Typically, so like you, like you can pull and you, you can zone into like zip code and it will show you all the cash that happens within however much you want. Typically, I want to go about six months. So you, after the seven days free trial, if you don't like them, you can disconnect, but the link is right below for you guys to check them out. But so let me ask you this. So, okay. So the next thing is this is, is where did you guys get the cash buyer prop streams? Um, I had been building a cash buyers list for a while, uh, okay. just connecting with people on like Facebook, um, through like some of the wholesaling groups and flipper groups. And, um, I actually ended up selling the property to like a really big acquisitions company called Wedgwood. Oh. Um, so they brought, they bought the property from us and, uh, yeah, they were like super easy to work with. Uh -huh. So how did you, how did you found them in the first place? Um, so I just sent it out to our cash buyers list. Yeah. Through Facebook. Facebook, through uh, groups, Facebook, Facebook marketplace or what? Facebook groups. Yeah. Cause okay. like you put deals in there or you say, Hey, I got deals. Or I'm trying to build my cash buyers list. You'll have a lot of people contact you from these acquisitions companies. Um, sometimes they're wholesalers, sometimes they're flippers. And that's how we've met a lot of people that we've worked with. And Joel and I are in multiple groups on Facebook where we'll post, nice. you know, over, um, obviously, you know, you have to be careful. That's something that we've learned over the, over our time is like, <laughs> you know, a lot of people will try to screw your deal up. Uh, yep. so be careful. You got to make sure that you're vetting your, your, the people who are commenting and asking for the emails, et cetera. Um, so, you know, we definitely do our background check now before we actually send them over all the information, but, um, it's a great place to find people who are really looking to buy properties very quickly. So, yeah. dude, that is, that is a really, really good point, man, because 
on Facebook, you know, there's Facebook group that has hundreds of thousands of people. And let me tell you, not all hundreds of thousands of people are good people, right? Yeah. So how do you guys vet them? Believe it or not, uh, we actually had a deal. Um, I, I had been working on that deal since I had like started with, uh, with Joel. And uh, we finally got the people under contract. It was actually uh, eight, pro so it's eight houses on one lot, okay? So we got it to where um, we were essentially, it was gonna be sold and we were gonna make 200,000 on that one deal. <laughs> And uh, we pretty much got screwed that way too because um, a wholesale, pretty much a bunch of wholesalers got a hold of it and they sent it out to a bunch of people. And then those buyers directly called our, uh, our client and pretty much screwed the deal up. But um, that's why, you know, it's super, super important to make sure that you're vetting your buyers and, yeah, and the people that you're working with in general, because you don't want to get to the point where you're about to make 200,000. We were weeks away. <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were close. We were at the finish line. And we've been, I, I mean, we've been negotiating with the, with the sellers for what? Months. Months. And uh, two, it was a $200,000 profit margin. You know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, it's not a big <laughs> We were pretty happy about it. And then uh, at the finish line, we kind of got screwed over, but um, you know, you learn, you learn through all these things, you know, it's right, right. but you're either going to let it beat you or you're going to keep moving on and uh, yep. we learn from it. And, uh, yeah, luckily now the, you know, we do a lot of, we ask for proof of funds. We ask what LLC they're buying under. We ask for their last project. Um, we make sure to check all that. Yeah. I mean, the, there's a bunch of things that we go through now. We have actually like a checklist that we go through and luckily, um, one of our teammates, uh, EC, he actually is an extremely intelligent human being. He brought a lot of great ideas to the table. And um, he's been one of our go-to people when it comes to vetting these things out because he's an absolute you know, monster. He'll go in there, he'll ask all the necessary questions, doesn't care how awkward it is, and we'll get us the answers we need in order to make sure that we're actually getting it to the right people. Wow. Yeah, dude. So do you get the property on the contract, the 200 Gs? We got it under contract. We had sent out the assignment. I mean, we were... It, it was all but done. And uh, so yeah. how did, so you got under contract with the seller. Mm -hmm. You found the buyer. Yeah. Uh -huh. You found the buyer, sent out the assignment agreement. What, what happened was we, uh, we had sent it to one of the wholesalers that we work with for him okay. to help dispo it because yep. we didn't have the buyer in our list to purchase sure. the property. Um, someone that he sent it to was a wholesaler. They sent it to someone and then it was all over Facebook. So before we even brought the property to actual market to market it, it was already being marketed and people were actually making jokes and laughing at us in the Facebook groups. Like, oh, I've seen this deal. It was like the joke of the Southern California people. People were adding uh, like anything from like a hundred to like 300,000 on top of it. Like it was crazy. Like they were trying to daisy chain the hell out of it. Yeah. 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 So that's where it started becoming really problematic. So what happened was the wholesaler that found the buyer he, I don't know why, but he like went ghost on the buyer and he started like trying to work with other people to buy it. So that buyer got really pissed off. And I saw that I was like, I think this is the buyer. So I went to her directly and I said, Hey, this is our property. We have it under contract. Do you want it? Mm -hmm. She said, yes, but she ended up calling. So there was two partners that owned the property. One of them was a man and he was absolutely okay. He knew we were wholesaling it. And he said, I don't care how much you make as long as I get what I want. So he was cool with it, but his partner who is a realtor and I found that sometimes realtors don't like working with wholesalers. Yep. She was one of those. She's like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to work with wholesalers. I don't want you wholesaling. I'm like, but we already have a buyer. 
uh, I'm not gonna say his name. I almost said his name. No. Your partner said it was okay, and she's like, "No, I don't care." So the funny thing is, the funny thing with her too is she actually kept trying to bring the price up, and we finally met her where where she wanted to be. Um, and I had been we originally when we first talked to them, we were gonna get the property under contract for I think 1.4. Um, we ended up coming all the way up to 1.8, and we were gonna sell it for two. So we came up a large time over, you know, when we were talking and at the right. Okay, uh, for some reason, the internet. Oh, man. Did it freeze? Yes, yes, okay. So, okay. so, so you guys came from, okay, so you guys came up to 1.8. Right. Found a buy for two. Right. And uh, pretty much when that had happened at that point, um, she was like, okay, we're good to go. I'll sign off on it. So we got everybody to sign off on it. We got the contract. We, were, we got the assignment sent out, everything. And that's when everything kind of went haywire. The buyer, our, our buyer, went around our back and contacted the sellers directly. Obviously, the lady that didn't want to um, sell below anything below 1.8, she kind of got angry at that point. She contacted us, said she wanted to cancel. We tried to go back and forth. The other, the other seller, um, he was like, no, I still want to make this deal work. Like, I'm going to try to convince her. Yeah. We were going back and forth for another month before we had to actually cancel, but yeah it is it is what it is wow so so the buyer went around you guys' back and yeah. contact directly with the seller right. yeah right yeah and do you know how much uh that person ended up buying the property for i don't it's an escrow right now i talked to him the other day um he just said yeah we're we're an escrow we're about to close really really cool guy yeah um that's like when we were like first getting into wholesaling he's like an advanced investor and he would always like give me advice and stuff really cool guy but yeah i don't know what it ended up selling for so he's a cool dude but he went around you guys back no, no that was that a was sell seller. one of the sellers yeah the seller oh, wait oh the seller was cool yeah but the buyer the buyer right so one of the two sellers was was really cool the other one was the problematic one right when the buyers went around our back they actually contacted her her instead of him which sucks because if they would have talked to him it would have been fine right they ended up talking to her and she's the one that flipped out and kind of um, went haywire and then they eventually just canceled the deal so so hold on okay so so when you guys how long um so you guys didn't put like so you guys didn't cloud the title or anything like that no no mm -hmm. okay so for those of you who's watching, so what you can do, if you find out that the buyer's going behind your back, what you can do is you can cloud the title. So basically, basically, since you already have a contract with the seller first, uh -huh. who like this is, this is typically that you want to do when you, when things like this happen. So it doesn't matter. Like anyone goes behind your back. If the seller's trying to sell behind your back, the buyer's trying to go behind your back, you already cloud the title. So whoever they sold to you, they cannot like that the title will not cannot be clear unless the issue with you have been resolved which means they need to pay you for whatever it is for wow. them to close on it oh wow so if it's still in escrow uh, if it's still in escrow i would contact an attorney and it doesn't cost much bro probably a few hundred bucks or something i would contact an attorney and i would cloud the title wow. see 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 if you can do that so show them the contract that you have and do and if you have an assignment signed with the buyer, did the buyer sign it? Sign an assignment. The buyer did sign an assignment. Yeah. She uh, 
He the buyer did sign. Did they at the very end, right? Right before. I don't know, did they? Yeah, they did, and then we had canceled it because then there was those other buyers that tried to come in last minute that didn't work out. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's Dude, been a while. So, so this, I mean, this is a two hundred thousand dollar deal, man. So if I were you, what I would do is I would contact the attorney and then kind of explain. And um, I mean, if it's something that you guys want to go through, you know, maybe I wouldn't spend so much time on it just because, but I would just contact an attorney and I would say, hey, here's the situation. I got the purchase and sale contract between the seller and I, I can send it into you. They went behind my back and try to sell the property to somebody else, blah, blah, blah. And, and just explain it and see if, see if the attorney can, can still plow the title for you. I'm just, my whole thing is I'm afraid that the contract has expired. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the thing is that they have, but the thing is the attorney can look at the, the purchase and sell date that you, that the seller signed the contract with you. And they can look at the date that the seller signed the contract with the buyer. And if that, if, if that was still within the time limit that they have a contract with you, bro, like you, like, like I, I'm pretty sure like it, I've cloud title before. But I've never, so I know that you can probably, can probably get it in there before it closed. So, which means, so what I'm trying to say is that, so you have a, a signed contract with the seller for X amount of day. Yeah. And within those day period, time period, if the seller or the seller sell the, sell the property to someone else, but if it's within your time period, that is like a no-no. Yeah. Okay. So if the buyer signs a contract with the seller within the time period that they got under contract with you first, I would contact an attorney, dude. I would call the title and I, and, and they cannot close without you. And then, and they would have to call you. Like they would have to beg you, dude, like to, to, to release that. And then just tell them, dude, just tell them, Hey, I was, Hey, just pay me X amount. Just pay me a hundred G's or whatever amount that you guys can negotiate on. Yeah, that's but right. I, if I were you, man, that's a big amount plus the amount of work that you have already put into it, and it's not your guys's fault. And I, like, I feel like this is, cause this, cause there's time where I wouldn't do it just because the seller is like, hey, I got some family, you know. So I, so that's, cause there's time where you don't want to cloud the title because you, because seller has legit reason why they they don't want to move forward to selling the property, right? But in this case, dude, that's what I would do if I were you. And it, dude, it, it, it going to cost you a few hundred bucks and you can get this all done. Yeah. Yeah. It's we, a good idea. We actually, you might have to do that. That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. So, I mean, if I were you after this, you should contact an attorney and you should do that. That's a great idea. Thank you. Yep. Man. There you go. I hope, I hope this interview, dude, just make you guys at least make you guys some, some money back. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> no, like, like, dude, like I have, I have people happen to multiple times. They oh. cannot sell the property unless you release it. Period. Like, like it cannot close oh, because wow. you you legitimately had a contract with the seller. So I'm sure that you get an attorney to do this. You guys will get some money out of this, man. I like awesome. that. Yeah. I didn't know so, anyways, I mean, I I want to let you guys go, so you guys can jump on into it. So let's wrap this up. So, how can people connect with you guys, man? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram uh, or TikTok at Joel's Got the Keys. And yeah. Yeah. And then um, you can find me on Instagram as well at Matta of Fact, M A T T A of Fact. And then. Uh, and, this, and this deal is out of where? California? Southern California. Mm -hmm. So anybody has a good attorney that they have, uh, that have, they have worked with, 
reach reach out to my boys, man. Connect them with, and then uh, let's get this done, man. Yeah, let's go. It, let's go get this money. <laughs> let's go get this money. Okay, so one last to wrap it up, man. Tips, advice for people that are new into the game. What what are some tips, some feedback that uh, you guys can give them? I mean, not first and foremost, I would say um, educate yourself. You know, like don't be afraid. You spoke about it in the beginning. You're it's it's crazy to think that you are not going to spend any money at all, or if you're spending money at all on a guru or whatever to get some type of mentorship. And um, you're thinking like, oh, this is going to be like a bad investment. I can just figure it out myself. You probably could figure it out yourself over a yep. long period of time, spend a lot of money, make a lot of mistakes in other ways. And that's going to be problematic. Yeah. Find someone who can really show you the ropes and don't be afraid to pay a little bit up for it. You're investing in yourself. You know, at the end of the day, you're either going to put the time in the money in right now, or you're going to put a lot of time and a lot of money in later and lose a lot of deals. Because if we would have known about, let's say the clouding, we probably could have made some money on that deal early on and we didn't. So there's a lot of ways you can really put yourself in good positions. Don't be afraid to spend the money, spend the time to do so early on because it'll pay large dividends ahead. Yeah. And I would say, um, I think that was really good. I would yeah, say that's really good. You really have to want to succeed. Failure cannot be an option for you. Mm. You've gone through many ups and downs. Like I, I was talking about this the other day on another interview that I did. I literally took my life savings to build this business and figure out how to wholesale. Like I ran out of money. We were one week away from going out of business. I had Oof. a money from my son's mother to keep the business afloat. And right Dang. after we had the best month, we made $145,000 in one month. And I'm telling you, you, you have to be obsessed with succeeding. And it, there can be no room in your mind for failure. And you got to do things every single day to strengthen your mind. I meditate every day. I visualize what I want in my mind. And it just literally starts manifesting if you go out there and you put in the work. Dude, <laughs> you, guys just, you guys just gave two best bum-ass advice tips right there, man. The only one thing I, I, I want to add in here is um, Eric Thomas. I don't know if you guys listen to Eric Thomas. Uh, E.T., E.T., uh, E.T., the preacher. And this is what he said. And literally, he said that you must want success as, as bad as you want to breathe. It's like when you take your head and you put your, and it's like someone pushed you down the water. Like all you think about is oxygen. I got to get the air, right? That's all you think about. Success is exactly the same. So you don't know how, how success is. Just go ahead and have someone push you like you're drowning. Yeah. And all you think about is I got to get air. I got to get air. That's exactly what you got to think about success. And if you can't, like, if that's not it, pr I promise you, that's why only 3%, 1% people succeed in any types of business. I don't care if it's wholesaling, drop shipping, Amazon, day trading, anything. That's why it's, it's, it's not an easy game. Not at all. Right. But the thing is, whoever made it, they will live the life of freedom. Like you don't have to worry about money anymore. Right. I mean, the trade-off is so much worth it. But yeah. you, but every single one has to go through that. Has to go through that. All right. And it's it's to test you. Do you have what it takes, or do you don't? That's it. Anyways, you guys, everyone that's watching, thank you so much for watching. I really hope that this interview will add some value to you. If it does, show your boy King Kong some love. Boom! Smash that thumbs up. If you're new to the channel. Welcome to the Wholesale to Million family. Be sure to boom, smash that subscribe button. Make sure you turn on the bell notification. 
So when I upload a new video or when I go live, you guys get notified. But Joe, you guys should go and do that. And I promise you, when if they haven't closed, the you will get a phone call from the buyer and they will beg you. So what I would do is after the after the attorney has cloud the title, has put everything in, they tell you everything good, check with the title company, everything is good. I would have quickly shoot that buyer a text and said, this is what we did. We cloud the title. You won't be able to close on it. So you either pay us for what we worth, right? You either pay us for what the fee is or good luck with closing on it. And I promise you, they will not be able to close on it. Okay. So I would go do that ASAP and they would beg you, dude. Like, like the buy would beg you. Okay. So be ready. Sorry, Mark, cool. sorry. I know you do. Let's go get this money. Later, you guys. Good luck, man. Thank you. Thank you.